Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. We have our stories inside of us and with our families. That's what's beautiful. I think seeing yourself on a screen is so important to unlock and push back against other cultural influences that would seek to keep us silent and in our place. That very silence, a played out trope pushed onto Asian and Asian American and Pacific Islander culture, is one that artists, filmmakers, musicians, and food makers alike are trying to break. One of the opportunities they get, at least on a grander scale, is during the month of May. That's one of the great things about this medium, is that people realize it's it's this younger generation finding its voice. It's kind of insisting on the language uh, it wants to use and be strong, be vibrant. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and every May, the Center for Asian American Media, also known as CAM, puts on CAMFest, a 10-day excursion into film, music, food, and culture that highlight the contributions of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. CAM is based here in the San Francisco Bay Area, a place bursting with Asian American history and culture due to decades of diaspora and activism. It's home to the fight of the I-Hotel in San Francisco, the ethnic studies protests at SF State. It's where Vietnamese, Cambodian, and Afghan refugees have fled and made communities. And it's where a flood of Manongs migrated from the Philippines to work not only along the Sacramento Delta, but on Mare Island in Vallejo. After a couple of years celebrating virtually, and then hybrid due to the pandemic, CAMFest is back in person this year for 2023 celebrating opening night at the Castro Theater with the premiere of the upcoming summer movie release, Joyride, which follows four Asian women on a life-changing trip to China. I just so happened to have tickets, and it was indeed a ride I will never forget. The movie was outlandish, sex-positive, odd, hilarious. There were times I couldn't hear the film because people were still trying to get over the last joke. The four starring actors, Ashley Park, Stephanie Hsu, Sherry Cola, and Sabrina Wu, even came through for a Q&A after the film. The vibe and the energy here is so amazing. We want to watch it with you, San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, Sabrina Wu, one word to describe how you feel right now. Go. So Asian, I guess. <laughs> that was two words, but we love it. One yeah. more. Okay, Sherry Cola, one word or two words or a phrase. Titulated AF. Stephanie Hsu. Hi, 
wanted to ask, like, where did you find the confidence to break into an industry where you don't see that many people that look like you? I mean, when we started, and especially when Ashley and I knew each other on Broadway, we were one of the onlys, and we were kind of always surrounded by it. We were always, it was always like, there's one seat at the table in every cast, and it was either me or Ashley. Like, I remember being at the callbacks for Emily and Ferris and running into Ashley. What? Do you not remember that? No. It was just between me and her. that because I didn't see a path forward, I had such low expectations for myself. And I think that was such a gift because what it gave me was like not a strata of hierarchy to climb, but instead it made me feel like the only thing I could follow was working with people that I loved and working with people that saw me as a whole individual and wanted to lift that up and to make weird and wonderful things together. And I feel so grateful that that actually was the thing that helped me personally like keep going as opposed to have some sort of false idea of success, right? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hard I mean, too. It's yeah. also very sad sometimes. <laughs> it's sad, but I think that the reason any of us do anything that we do for me, it was always, and I think for all of us, it's like a lot of people just in general as an actor, how do you do that? How do you deal with rejection? How do you deal with insecurity, all that? And it's for me, if, if I didn't, if I didn't like have such joy in my bones and blood from telling a story and from being a character and like trying to um, communicate with an audience, then I wouldn't do it anymore. You know, when you get four lead actors who've only hand an opportunity in supporting roles, you have a really supportive cast. But like I, I've never felt more supported and never felt more like we are all constantly like, what do you need? Are you okay? How are you? And we are also taken care of and also with Cherry and Teresa and Adele as well. And I think that that's the magic that you see and that's the chemistry. That's what a family is, right? It's like what you, yeah, clap, why not? This is Therese and Noah, who are in the audience with me. And what age are you guys? What bracket are you guys in? We're both 23. <laughs> So I work for Asian Law Alliance, which is a, a nonprofit law firm that supports the API community. And so a lot of these events are on our radar and we're always trying to involve ourselves with people who are doing the kind of work that really uplifts the community. And, you know, we just wanted to be part of it. It's yeah. a great way to spend the day. Yeah. yeah. I think also seeing that Joyride was going to be the premiere movie for the night, for the entire festival. And I think it was just such a seeing like really, these really big actresses and these roles, but also a film. When I first saw it, I was like, whoa, this is really interesting, really subversive to a lot of what I think Asian media tends to portray about Asian people. And as someone who is queer, and I'd like to say, I'm not gonna say overtly sexual per se, but I think this movie really- Yeah, sexually free, very low, low vibes. I, felt like I needed to watch something like this and seeing that I had the opportunity to I was like I will stand in the back if there's yeah. no seats left for me I I would love I to see this cry. film I literally I mean I thought it was amazing I haven't been in a space like this since the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians and I just forgot what it felt like to be in a room like this where everyone's a stranger but we all feel like family 
And so I think it was really powerful. And I didn't read the synopsis or anything. So I was in for the shock of my life in the best way. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in forever. And I'm glad we went together because, I mean, we spent a lot of college together in Asian spaces and we created a lot of art together. And so to be able to witness such beautiful art um, and share this memory was really powerful, too. After talking to Therese and Noah, I noticed two local entrepreneurs and business owners outside the theater who I've recognized due to them making one of my favorite cheat meals. Kristen and JP own and run Sarab Shop, which you might recognize from their delicious and indulgent Filipino, sometimes fusion food at the Chase Center. When they had their food truck at the Park Lab Gardens, I was obsessed with their vegan sisig tofu carbonara. I can imagine how people feel seen. And I just loved how, like, how the movie was just so in your face and didn't have to ask for permit, like, permission in a way where it was so unexpected. Literally letting it all hang out. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, you know, for the crowd also, like, for me, like, I felt like we were just free to express how we felt. We didn't have to, like, silence and hold our, like, our reactions. We were yeah. just, like, holding and touching each other, laughing, yeah. shocked, and, like, oh. Yeah, no, it felt like a full body experience of like you could hear everyone in every single section like screaming, laughing, like heckling or like cackling. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you could literally hear people slapping each other. Yeah, and that's how we do it, right? Yeah. Like when we laugh, it's like full body experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's AAPI Heritage Month. You yeah. guys are all about food. We're watching a movie. I mean, what does this month mean to you? I think for us, it kind of just feels nice to have like dedicated focus for community like I think throughout the year there's definitely like multiple people like us or other entrepreneurs or they're like independent creatives that center this type of experience in our day-to-day but to get to experience it as a collective where like even today just like getting in line we saw at least like 10 people we knew that we don't normally get to see so you almost get that like neighborhood feeling that you miss from like we both have grew up in the Philippines and so like when you're there, you, you do just get to see people on the street. So when you have this dedicated month where the likelihood of you running into folks that you, like, love to see but don't get to see often, like, there's just more chances. Like, literally like this. Like, <laughs> guess so good to see you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That just proves the point. It's all good. Yeah. We're literally yeah. talking about specifically that. Yeah. So, like, the representation is hella fun. So, but in addition of, to the representation, getting to enjoy representation and feeling seen with your community like there's nothing better than that because especially for us who grew up in the generation we grew up in like that was missing a lot for us and now getting to experience it in adulthood you're just like that's so fun yeah Yeah, honestly with like every year it just even feels cool to see like the iterations of how everybody's growing up together even when you think about representation like the stories that were told before they were like versions but you can see that each year it gets even more intersectional even more liberated, especially here in the Bay Area. Okay, so I admittedly didn't make it to the red carpet in time for the night of the premiere. I was running on Filipino time and traffic on the Bay Bridge was horrendous due to a crash on 101. So instead of the usual hour it takes me to get from Richmond to San Francisco, it took me two hours. Thankfully, I had the chance to catch up a couple of days later, also at the Castro Theater with Stephen Gong executive director of the Center for Asian American Media. It's been incredible and and at times at times frustrating, you know. And in these last 3 or 5 years, depending on how you count the effects of the pandemic, Trumpism, 
or the MAGAism and and anti Asian hate. A truly frightening, challenging, but in an ironic way, it has brought it has strengthened, I think, the overall sense of the importance of of being in community and we realize how important it is that we work together, that we be visible, that we uh, show our power in the right way. Well, we're still working at it. So that part of it's gratifying. And yes, you know, I found my community. I found a purpose. What more could a human being want to do than to feel like you have found the place that you connect with and, it, and it's worth, worth your time? So what exactly is CAM and how did it get started? 42 years ago, in the summer of 1980, a number of Asian American producers and filmmakers and community activists met over at uh, UC Berkeley at the urging of a woman named uh, Lonnie Ding, Isadora Welsh Ding, who was a television producer for KQED at the time, and she had also been for many years a community activist. And what she had learned was that the entity that funds our public television and public radio, called the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, at that time had started funding some nonprofit organizations serving the African American, uh, Latino, and Native American communities as part of an effort to ensure uh, that there was public television programming for these communities by makers from the communities. And she definitely understood that it was time for the Asian American community to come together. Um, And uh, I met Lonnie first because I was a sort of brand new program officer at the National Endowment for the Arts in Washington, D.C. Even though I'd gone to school out here at Berkeley, I had found my way back to Washington, D.C., and we were one of the very few funders for living filmmakers. And at the time, there was a, just starting out a, um, a very new effort in, in video art and independent media, really. We, we didn't have a name for it quite yet, but that's what it was. So I came out to that conference, really, just to be on a panel to help tell people that there were ways to get work funded. And that's when I was swept up, I think, and it changed the course of my life, certainly. Um, I didn't join formally the organization that resulted from the conference. Actually, two nonprofits mm-hmm. were formed. One was uh, called NATA, the National Asian American Telecommunications Association. It was a long name. But um, in later on, many years later, we changed our name to CAMP. So one of the organizations was, was this one. And then the other one was for Pacific Islanders. But um, on this kind of crucial political third day, we said, well, why don't we go back and tell CPB that we need to have two or different organizations, mm-hmm. one that would serve Pacific Islanders. And we re- and what was interesting is we did recognize that in many ways, uh, Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders have issues that are closer to Native Americans, you know, indigenous communities. That's right. That was 42 years ago. And what happened for me is that I got, uh, I was still in Washington, D.C. for the following five or six years at the NEA. And as people would come to town to kind of visit PBS and CPB and NPR, I stayed in touch with all of them. And then eventually when I moved back 
to the Bay Area to raise my family. I knew this was a progressive community that I wanted my children to grow up in. I then later on joined the board of NATA and served on that for like 13 years and um, rotated off for a while. And then fast forward to about 2006, I had been working out over at UC Berkeley at uh, the art museum there in Pacific Film Archive. And right at the time, the organization changed its name. The executive director decided to leave. It was kind of burned out. He is a wonderful gentleman who still works in the community. I'd always been a, this is a typical Asian American glass ceiling Mm -hmm. story. I'd been like the number two person in about four or five different university and large film uh, and video organizations, but I had never been the executive director. And this organization had been so close to my heart. I thought, you know, maybe I should throw my hat in the ring and have this experience. And that was 16 years ago. (laughs) I'm kind of on on the final legs of this journey, but I have had such a uh, a wonderful ride. So, um, yeah, that's my story. While CAMFest, the Arts and Culture Festival, is the big event that occurs every year during AAPI Heritage Month, CAM is hard at work year-round, and not just in the Bay Area, but across the country. We develop a lot of our programming with the understanding and the knowledge of how special this community is. It's, you know, not only the first Chinatown uh, on the mainland of the U.S., the largest, the only one that's still vibrant in its original place. And CAM is is working with other organizations to try to help maintain it. You referenced the iHotel. We had a filmmaker summit right on the site. It's City College now of Chinatown in North Beach. And it is was the site of the iHotel, which was so important in the history of Asian American community struggles. This was also the site of the first Japantown. So one of the ways we've tried to respond is to have programming in each of these uh, neighborhoods, as it were, take the stories where the community is. At the same time, we've been doing some regional work in recent years, and it's something that we recognized when the Trump administration came in, and the country started to fracture along these red and blue state lines. And a gulf started happening that I could see even within my own family where uh, where some people would just write off, you know, red states kind of. And what one of the great benefits of working in this organization is, is you learn a lot about every community. What we've understood is that Asian American communities are in every part of the U.S. And that not only are we not a monolithic community, which is really sort of our story overall. You know, if there's one mega story, it's about the diversity of our experiences and how we all need to be seen, right? All of our experiences. So anyway, we we had been working in the American South because that did seem to be a vital place where, to use a cliche, where so many people were seeing politics in black and white. And the Asian American community adds nuance and depth. You know, there are specific histories like the Chinese in the Mississippi Delta where we have been seen and used as a wedge community. Right? Yeah. Not black, so you could own all the grocery stores, yeah. 
but still not quite white. <laughs> so uh, not part of the elite. So uh, right now we're working in the American Midwest, which is to say CAM is rooted here in this community and CAM Fest, our annual festival. And now, as it was nice of you to acknowledge, we, we try to do a lot of collaborative programs with other community organizations throughout the year. But uh, in our work still in public media, we are a national organization. And part of the thing that that we try to do even with our limited resources and a fairly small staff is to try to hold up and elevate stories about the Asian American experience in all corners of the country, which is, you know, quite wonderful. CAMFest runs until May 21st, and there's a ton of fun things happening until then, some of which are free. Head to CAMMedia, C-A-A-M-E-D-I-A dot org to get tickets. Special thanks to my friend Rachel Dagdagan, local film and TV costume designer, who gave me the tickets to CAMFest's opening night. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mallory Samara. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.